Howdy y'all, my name is Kayla Melton and you are listening to the Business and Boots podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Business and Boots. Today I'm going to be covering a multitude of topics including just a little bit more about getting to know me and I thought who better to help me get y'all to know me than my own mom. And so my mom, her name is Elizabeth Melton. She is a, now she's a realtor, but she was our stay-at-home mom for many, many years for me and my two younger sisters. So she's going to be coming on talking about me and me growing up, my personality, things like that, because my sisters even mentioned that I didn't, they don't think that I talked about myself enough on the first episode, so we're going to do it again, try and get to know me more and then she's going to talk a little bit about um you know home buying how that can change people's lives investments things like that i know that a lot of you have been asking me to cover stocks um, as investments and i feel like it's really important to note that there are so many other types of investments that aren't necessarily stocks and cryptocurrency and things like that so this will really help us get into that series of topics for the future. So without further ado, here's my mom, Elizabeth Melton. (laughs) Hello, everyone. So nice to be here. All right, mom, what do you have to say about me? (laughs) Well, I will first start by saying congratulations on your podcast. I'm so proud of you. This is the (laughs) coolest thing. You've done a lot of cool things, but this is pretty cool. So I have to tell you how proud I am of you. And I think that this is going to really help a lot of people. So this is Yay. wonderful. I'm glad you're doing this. I'm, I think there's no better time for this sort of, to have something like this for people because obviously, you know, we're still going through this pandemic mm-hmm. and a lot of people are still a little bit uncertain about the way things are going to go, what yeah. their life's going to look like. And so I think it's fantastic to have something at their fingertips to yeah. bring some positivity, some encouragement, some education, e- education additional insight, and yeah. just somebody who likes to have fun <laughs> <laughs> and make you laugh. So I think it's fantastic. So congratulations. Dope. Okay. So <laughs> You want to get started with a little bit about yourself and your family, upbringing, anything like that? Sure. Well, obviously, I'm sure you know this probably yeah. my favorite <laughs> thing to do is talk about myself, but I will definitely share uh, a little bit about me and where I was born and raised, mm-hmm. a little bit about my family. So, of course. So, I was born in Austin, Texas, so I am a Texas girl, and... <laughs> I have four sisters, or three sisters, I'm um, the second of four girls, so we definitely had a very, lots of estrogen in our house, (laughs) and my dad, uh, only guy, (laughs) and I think, you know, I had a lot of, I guess, positive role models, like, if you will, that, you know, especially my mom, um, she is she was a small business owner. My grandpa, her dad was a small business Mm -hmm. owner. And so we really grew up around that environment and entrepreneurial spirit. Yes, definitely. And 
and kind of what it looks like to have your own business, what it takes to have your own business and the somewhat like flexibility you have mm-hmm. as being a small business owner and what, 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 like how big you can, you know, how big, how much you can grow your impact in, in your community. And so there was a lot of things I think that I was exposed to, but really didn't catch on to it until probably I was in middle school going into high school. So, yeah. and, and working hard and really striving to, to start something like to, to understand like what it takes to, you know, to be a work, to work, you know, be yeah. a working person and, um, and to really take control of your, your life in a, in the sense that like making money and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just to have that, have something to show for like what you're doing. So, yeah. And I think a big important thing to note is how they weren't the types that went to college before they kind of just like learned it. They mm-hmm. weren't, you know, how I went to business school. They weren't like business school taught right. business people. They kind of just like figured it out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was a big part of my life. I mean, I remember as probably, I don't know, somewhere between nine and 12 going to my grandpa had a moving company. Well, he had a lot of different businesses, <laughs> but he had a moving company and, Oh my gosh, I used to think it was the coolest thing in the world. And I remember, you know, talking about him and maybe I was younger than that. Maybe it was elementary school. I Mm -hmm. I really can't remember now, but I remember talking about what he did to my friends and as if, you know, he was, I don't know, moving (laughs) out of the moon and stars because I just thought like these big, yes, I mean, we used to go into his little office. Well, he had a a pretty big office and had a warehouse in the back, but, Mm -hmm. um, I remember sitting in his chair that he had, you know, a little rolly, one of those rolly chairs on wheels and he had this great big desk and he always had the coolest, what what I thought were the coolest supplies. (laughs) I mean, calculators. I think, I don't know if I'm remembering Right, but I don't know. I could be mistaken, but I thought he had a restaurant. I mean, I just feel like he was just kind of involved. Yes, and and lots of different things. And honestly, willing to risk, you know, I mean, I'm sure I wish I had asked him and I had known more about all of his successes and failures, you know, because I know that's part of being a business Mm -hmm. owner and um, being an entrepreneur is, you know, you have to take the risk. Yeah. For sure. That's so, like the hardest part. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I remember just being part of every, seeing everything he had in front of me and I mm-hmm. thought, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, I grew up around that, you know, obviously, you know, I, I could see that a lot of the sacrifice, cause I mean, some nights, some days we would go over there and it was late at night and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't really remember what role my mom had or if she, you know, what she did to contribute I, for whatever reason. I think maybe even my dad was helping in mm-hmm. some degree, but, um, I remember going there and I mean, it would be late, you know? So I also noticed that he wasn't just there. It's not like nine to five. Yeah, no. I mean, it was, it was literally like a 24 hour, probably, mm-hmm. you know, commitment that he made and not only does he make the commitment the rest of the family family yeah you know and that's really huge too and that doesn't get brought up ever like Mm -hmm. no one ever talks about that how like families equally make sacrifices for what their parents do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so 
I mean, we experienced that with my dad too, like right. growing up. And I know you experienced that with your parents mm-hmm. too, like when they're working so much, you know, making ends meet or whatever it might be that like the whole family is affected. They talk yeah. about the successes of that individual person as a worker or whatever, but they don't really talk about like, oh, the kids didn't get to see this person as much or the kids were sitting in the office right. or things like that. And, and I always think too, you know, let's, you know, I don't know think of, you know, the, uh, the cons to it, you know, and as a business person, you know, mm-hmm. you're investing or you're pouring, you know, money that you may or may not have to start up your business. Yeah. And, and let's just say, you know, it doesn't take off, you know, and, and you have all of these expenses and this debt now that you mm-hmm. didn't anticipate, you know, you obviously weren't hoping that things went that way, yeah. but your family and on the other side is like, well, you know, what do we do? How, yeah. What's going to happen now? Cause it's like, gonna... do they believe in you and just hope that everything goes right? Or are they like, well, what if everything goes wrong right. and it looks like they're not supportive? Right. So. And I mean, a lot of times it, it you do have to put out, you know, a, a money, a, you know, sometimes a significant amount of money to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, get things going and, and make things, you know, take, ha- have things take off, you For know, sure. to get off the ground. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so it, you know, I had, I had a really, I had a lot of different, um, experiences when it came to business and entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. you know, my mom too. I mean, she was a huge, <laughs> you know, she's one of those ladies that, she's just, like the, the boss of being the boss. Yes. You know what I mean? like, yes. She runs it. Yes. Always. And, and that, you know, whether if it was a, like a male dominated, you know, typically mm-hmm. like business setting that never scared her. She's really not scared of anything. No. That's one thing about her for yeah, sure. She definitely isn't. And it was, it was honestly really, you know, hindsight now that I look at it and like, oh my gosh, you know, my mom really broke her back, like mm-hmm. doing things, you know? And, and I mean, she was she she was a small business owner you know she had a courier service she was mm-hmm. you know delivering boxes moving boxes unloading trucks like i mean i've never seen <laughs> you know i've never seen that before and i just thought you know what nothing nothing's really limiting her she never saw something as like oh that's only something men do or that's only yeah, something that's, that's so not true you know so she really she never really batted an eye to a challenge, I guess That's is so the true. best way to put it. And so, you know, when I think about her and I think about the things that she did and where, where she put herself in places that mm-hmm. she kind of, you know, put a, a footprint in, I just thought, you know, that she could have done probably lots of other things, you know, but here yeah. she was, you know, sweating and, you know, and, and hustling out there, you know, with, with some of these different, you know, um, jobs that she had. And yeah, she was like the true definition of grit and still like working to this day Mm -hmm. and with four girls and you guys have an age gap of what, like over the span, what is that? Like 15 years Mm -hmm. from oldest to youngest Mm -hmm. or something? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. So she was, she still is obviously a mom. I mean, and I, I know for sure, like even when I was, you know, a teenager, or actually probably, you know, young adult at this mm-hmm. point, I was probably, I know for sure, maybe, oh no, I was probably in, in middle school or early high school. And, mm-hmm. you know, when my little sister was born and my mom had her white van, 
It was full of boxes delivering, you know, and she had my little sister there in the car seat, you know, she was right there with her, you know, and I mean, they were on the job together, you know, so my mom never really, she, she found a way to make things work. You know, she was resourceful. She, she didn't let a lot of things stop her from pursuing and trying to continue to make her business work, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and to, you know, to be still be a mom, you know, and still be, yeah. be, be present. So I think, you know, there's, there's two sides to, you know, to the mm-hmm. equation. And so, you know, I, in, in middle school, I did some like business, took some little business classes. <laughs> they were really fun. I did, yeah. did a little, some little competitions and I kind of got a little taste of what it was like for me independently to do some, uh, you know, to compete and mm-hmm. to kind of figure out for myself what kind of business I wanted or what I was doing. And, yeah. and then in middle school, I joined a, a business class and we were able to uh, go out and work at, you know, get workers, kind of work permits. Mm-hmm. And and um, with that, you were part of the Future Business Leaders of America and so I'm not so fun. Yeah. So I, I actually still have my dad, maybe last year, sent me a picture. He found one of my awards. No and, way. And it says Future Business Leader of America, Elizabeth Torres. That's so, so dope. Yeah. So I look at it now and I think, you know, I, I always wanted to achieve this. Like, I know I'm not at my pinnacle, but I feel like it's. I've actually gotten closer to where I want to be and where I saw myself going, but really, you know, had, didn't have setbacks, but you know, I yeah, made different I feel choices. Like you've been on like a constant uphill. Yeah. Like, obviously it's not like easy, but I think you just get better and better. Yeah. You know I, I mean? Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> I've, I've definitely have, feel like in a lot of areas in my life that that's been. You're like a future sure. business leader of 1991. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. So in hindsight, that's also really cool to look back and say, you know what? I, somewhere, obviously back then, the, the pavement, like the road started to be paved yeah. for this path to kind of transpire and mm-hmm. become reality. So yeah, a lot of things were happening, but yeah, so that's, that's a little bit about what me. was your first job? <laughs> My first job was at Albertsons and I remember, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story, but I wanted, I wanted to get things on my own and I knew, you know, bless my parents' heart, like, you know, they, they had a, they had four girls, you know, I mean, I, how old were you, like, 15, I was 15, I was 15, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I, we started asking for more things, I know how, I mean, I, I have three girls, so I know how expensive, I can't even imagine, you know, I mean, I know that it, you know, things are different now, but I, you know, I knew that I needed to be able to, you know, start to find a way to provide somewhat for my yeah my wants not necessarily yeah. my needs I think every teenager goes through yeah. that like thought process yes too, so sure. there was an Albertsons opening right next to our high school and I remember reading the application it said you had to be 16 and 
I'm sure I shouldn't admit to this, but I was 15 and I, I wrote that I was 16 on my side Oh my God. I know I shouldn't have done that, but I really, I wanted to work. Like That's I wanted so to work funny. so bad. And so I was a bagger there. I yeah. bagged groceries. That was the only thing we could do. You know, we couldn't mm-hmm. do cashiering and I don't think we could do stocking, you know, the shelves, but yeah. we could bag the groceries. And so back then, you know, you could bag groceries and we used to be able to get tips. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was, you mean throw in the back <laughs> like a little trick. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, then with the, uh, in high school with the program, the, the business program I was in, mm-hmm. we f- getting a job was part of the program. So you couldn't be in it without oh, a job. Okay. And so they actually, our, our teacher was able to kind of like facilitate some of the job opportunities and, and, not guarantee we get hired, but really, really, yes, yes. And plus it was part of a requirement of the program. So they did have companies that were lined up to, for us to apply at, or, you know, a lot of people had jobs already. And and I knew people in that program that actually had to work because like their family's livelihood, yes, like depended on it. So, um, so definitely that was played a huge role. And I'll date myself by saying where my job was, but um, it was at Kmart. So obviously Kmart hasn't been around a long time. Yeah. But, but that was the coolest job, you know, to to be at. And it was, I, a lot of friends from school were there. So it was the Kmart yeah, squad. So it was a lot of fun. And we, I remember, you know, we had, my family, you know, would obviously shop there. You know, Kmart mm-hmm. was, I Probably, I don't know how popular Walmart was back then, but I definitely... I feel like Kmart was like the target of now. Yes, yes, and then their blue light specials. I mean, people had lots of reasons to be there. Oh, my God. This blue light would start shining, no. and that's when you knew there was a special, so everyone would go to where that the blue light is awful. and see, where, see what the special was. So, uh, but, oh yeah, I mean, God. I was I was uh, stocking, mostly stocking shelves, but mm-hmm. I had been there for a while, and for to be at Kmart, like the pinnacle of that job was to get moved up to the electronics department. (laughs) And so I, I, what did they even have? Like headphones, TVs, radios. What if, what else have you been buying? Cameras. Yes. Like, like rate of like boom boom boxes. boxes. Yes. I mean, they, I, they had so many different things. And so I, I remember doing, like so well that mm-hmm. I got moved up to the electronics, electronics department oh, and I loved it. We had our own register there. Yeah. So I learned to, you know, use a cash register and I was responsible for like the till, I think it's called. The yeah, till. Till. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was definitely a lot more big deal. Yes. A lot more responsibility, but I loved it. I thought, I mean, that was, you were like the business. Yeah. <laughs> you don't talk to us. I'm Elizabeth from electronics. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was really oh cool. God. And after that, at some point, I, you know, I really don't remember what happened, you know, why I didn't, I stopped working there, but mm-hmm. I think I got a better job opportunity at Babies Are Us. Babies Are Us. More money per yeah. hour. So I moved on to Babies Are Us. So I was there for, I loved it there too. Like yeah. it constantly smelled like baby yeah. powder and all things baby. So 
That was a pretty fun I'd job. I probably well. working there too, honestly. That was kind of fun. <laughs> Doing the register, like registries. Oh and, yeah. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I actually, friends from high school work there as well. So, I mean, we just mm-hmm. kind of went, there was always a group this of us. This is all in Pflugerville? Um, well, these were in Austin. Austin. Yeah. All okay. these jobs are in Austin. So, so yeah. So I, I think that, you know, I, I started to stack up a bunch of yeah. you know, work experience and that's crazy. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of my high school, you know, job experience right there. And I, yeah. I usually stayed at like my, my jobs for long a periods while. of time. Yeah. I didn't like bounce around from job to job to job. Yeah. Know? And I think that's a lot more of like this current generation. Their mm-hmm. thing is like, I'll be here for like two or three months. And if I hate it, like I'm leaving, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but back in the day, it's like, I'm here for years. Mm-hmm. And there's oh, even definitely. people like to this day that have been working at their jobs for like mm-hmm. 10 years, even if it's, you know, even just like a person at Babies R Us, I'm oh, sure, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, when we first moved out here, I'll jump ahead a little bit. We, we, um, live next to Bed Bath & Beyond and there was, I didn't work there for too long. But there was a lady there that had been there, I don't even know, maybe 10 years, 10 years when yeah. I was there. And then, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, it might be five now, it's been a little yeah. while, but she was still there. I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She's like a 20 year veteran. Yes. And I thought, oh my gosh, she's still here, you know? And I thought, wow, she's in it for the long haul. But it, that just goes to show what you're saying, you know? Yeah. Definitely... Like the commitment mm-hmm. and what is the word like? Um, yeah, I guess just like the commitment mm-hmm. to your job and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she definitely was, you know, a very good example of yeah, you know, not really you know changing with whatever the direction the wind is blowing. Right. You know? Yeah, so. that's for sure. Like my generation, that's their thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I know I could do better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, it's a good like goal to have and thought mm-hmm. process to have, mm-hmm. but like, where's the loyalty? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So shortly after that, I think you know, graduated high school, and then, um, I, I had known your dad this, the whole time, well, yeah, she forgot my dad and her have been married, (laughs) or together forever, and married for, like, 20 years at this point, so, yeah, and then, high school sweetheart vibes, yep, could could not be me, (laughs) (laughs) I think that was a back-in-the-day thing as well, yeah, and you guys, like, I guess we should kind of talk about where in Texas that you're from, because, Mm -hmm. Obviously, Austin now, I think people envision it way different than what you grew up in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and especially where you guys went to school and stuff. I know Mm -hmm. you and dad kind of lived in a few different places and areas and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it was nowhere near as, like, hustling and bustling. There was no big hubs. Like, I know there's, you know, Amazon is there now, Mm -hmm. Tesla. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dell's it there, but it's been there for a while. But oh, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely, not like that at all. No, not not at all. And I remember when some of these big tech companies mm-hmm. first came on this. I mean, Samsung, you know, was yeah, huge there, true. and so definitely very a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, like I know you guys don't imagine like probably Austin, which is the capital for those of you who don't know for whatever <laughs> reason, but. It was a lot more small town vibes, and mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but the thing was kind of like, if you're from Texas, you're kind of staying in Texas. Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. And I, for me personally, at the time when I moved to California, mm-hmm. that was, I was the first person in my family to leave the yeah. state, and that was, you know, a big deal, you know, yeah, a big deal that we were leaving, and 
um, I I still have the card that my everyone in my family signed. Yeah. It's huge, you know, it's probably sixteen by twenty card. Yeah. That that was my going away party was was big because no one had ever left the state before, yeah. and so you know, I mean, still I'm I'm one of two. My cousin mm-hmm. moved away, so I mean, there's only two of us. That's true. Yeah. You know, so that I mean, out of gosh, I don't even know how many billions cousins, of cousins, yeah, aunts, and uncles, uncles yep. everyone. So it's, it's not common, you know, and, yeah. and yes. And your dad, for sure, he would be the one that it, for him being in Pflugerville, like as one of like mm-hmm. the original yeah, cause <laughs> settlers, a little, a little backstory about Pflugerville. You guys can like Google it yourself if you want. It's P F L U G E R and then Ville, but like they were, it was made by German settlers. And so the family that like settled it and stuff, their last name was Flugger. My dad was like, friends with the Flugger family who I think still lives mm-hmm. there like still owns property there for mm-hmm. sure so yeah he was like an OG for sure I I think his mom was like one of the first of maybe hundreds or a couple thousand people that used to live there mm-hmm. like I know she always says that oh, yeah. it was like super super small when mm-hmm. she first lived there oh yeah so and she I mean and, and it literally was a town that everybody knew everybody and mm-hmm. and I think and definitely had the small town feeling to it you you could tell I mean it was we had there was one grocery store there and eventually you know HEB kind of spread but Mm -hmm. there there weren't a lot of options you know Albertson's coming on the scene was huge like when when I got there so I mean that was a big deal you know HEB was the grocery store to go to Mm -hmm. so it was it definitely was a very small town I mean now I don't even know what the population is there now but it's definitely like hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. for sure I didn't want to leave out my grandpa but he was a small business owner as well you know yeah both, of, your grand- yeah, both of them mm-hmm. so it's it's on both sides you know yeah for sure so definitely we were surrounded a lot by you know that entrepreneur spirit mm-hmm. yeah and I think like that was especially with both sides being like you know immigrants no matter how far the generations mm-hmm. go back but it's still pretty fresh I think in our family the kind of like you're coming to America and you're going to work and mm-hmm. you know, like you're going to find a way. So I don't yes. think a lot of them, I don't even thought they had like that dream job type of mentality. I right. think it was like, I'm working and I'm making money. And like, mm-hmm. that is my dream. Right. Like I have a family of support. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't know. Like you said, yeah. like, there's, there wasn't really, I want when I grow up, I want to yeah. do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know? And I mean, I'm sure they probably had those, but once they, got married, had a family, had a bunch care. of kids, yeah. <laughs> then both was, sides have like billions yeah, so of kids. Yeah, so it's like, I gotta hustle, you know, I gotta yeah. do what I gotta do, and I, you know, I have to take care of my family, mm-hmm. so definitely, you know, it was a different mentality, and I think state of mind, but at the yeah. same time, I think that they probably, just like us, you know, I mean, they wanted to do what was best for their family, and do whatever for it took sure. to take care of them, so. yeah. And now it's translated for sure throughout the years. And I think, the, obviously, the more time goes on, then education gets brought up a lot more. And I think education is a lot more accessible now than mm-hmm. it was probably when, you know, the families were first developing. And they are having kids, obviously, super young and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's obviously changed a little bit, getting married super young, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But okay, so... You finished all the stuff in high school. You had 
me after all that and you're working, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Dad joins the Navy. We move to San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's hot. And then you have a second baby. And let's keep in mind, this is like 9-11 time period. Mm -hmm. So wars are booming. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, So dad was gone for a while when we were Mm -hmm. really young. So you were... I mean, obviously you weren't an actual single mom, but you were kind of raising us a lot on your own mm-hmm. out here in a state that you've never even been to before mm-hmm. you moved out here. Right. Yep. Well, you know, and it's kind of interesting that while I was doing these, I think it was in middle school, one of my first competitions, I was a uh, competitive typewriter. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so I, I actually won first place. That's amazing. <laughs> and we actually, we flew out here to California. I had no idea that's where I was. Oh, uh, really? Because I had never gone on an airplane before or anything. So yeah. we, I, I think we flew into somewhere around Long Beach, LA. I don't know. Okay. But then at that time, there was some kind of ferry, I remember, that brought us down to San Diego and we actually, it was, I don't, I wish I could remember what it was. I've seen pictures, but yeah, so long ago, but I have a picture standing with my group that I was traveling, you know, with this little competition. Um, and I'm standing in front of the USS Constellation, which is the first no ship way. your dad got stationed to. So That's it's so in the back. Crazy. It really is. I, I mean, I don't even know how that could wow. happen. So, so yeah, so we definitely came out here. I knew we were going west, and that's about all I knew. Yeah. And otherwise, I mean, growing up in the schools I went to, yes, we learned about other states, but, I mean, our primary Texas. focus was, was on Texas and all things Texas. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it was really, you know, just a surprise to me to – all the different habitats, yes. seeing mountains, yes, <laughs> seeing lots of water. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I mean, I definitely was alone a lot, and mm-hmm. really, I you know, I really had to. I I know I was growing, I had grown up, but I really had to grow up even faster, you know, yeah. and really just learn to figure things out without a husband, without mm-hmm. a family, you know, and just. Just do it. And know? while this was happening, I know these are like different time periods. There's not like cell phones and stuff really yet in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. But was it, were a lot of your friends or cousins or anything, were they like out working, partying, college? Like what was their vibe while you were out here raising kids? Yes. I mean, I think almost they were in college. They mm-hmm. were definitely, you know, having fun, yeah. you know, being teenagers or early, you know, you know, 20 year olds right. and just really doing a lot of the things that I, you know, I was, I chose something else you know, yeah. I chose, you know, to be a mom. And so I, I really did have to put a lot of those things off to the side and not really, yeah. I honestly don't really know that I had time to think about it because, mm-hmm. you know, I had two kids to look after and my, you know, two, my priorities, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I honestly didn't realize coming out here and, with having being a military wife that and it obviously it was a little bit of being um just not experienced and and not and not really having any formal <laughs> introduction to what this life consisted yeah. of that I was going to be alone so much and that yeah, I was going to really sure. have to make decisions be intentional about what I was going to do was was I going to be 
a mom and stay here and be like be a present like person in your lives yeah. or were we gonna have to figure out a way for me to work and daycare yes and, and put like you guys that. in daycare and I honestly I I know that some people's story but for me I just I couldn't fathom it especially because I didn't know anybody I yeah that's I, it's hard to trust an area that like yes just random people that mm-hmm. they didn't grow up like you mm-hmm. Because for sure being in the South is way different than what it's like oh. being in oh, San Diego. So I would, if I know if I was you, I would not be like, yeah, random California people, take my kids. It's yeah, totally no. And, and we didn't have access to things like, I mean, today if I want to inquire about a business or Google, yes, Yelp, like whatever. Google, I, a Facebook mom's group, yeah, you know, I can, so true. I can ask anything, you know, and somebody... I would say 99% of the time has For either sure. had some experience or knows firsthand whether that's a, you know, legitimate or reliable place to go to. That you is know? true. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, we have access to things today that mm-hmm. I really couldn't make that decision back then to, to do that. So right. I really had to, I, I did, I had dreams, you know, I had things I wanted to do and I know I'm not so old that I can't do a lot of them, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, right now the path I chose and what I'm doing right now is ultimately like something I started a long time ago and finally it, like, developed able... itself. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that there's still a lot of things. I think I'm just getting started. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I, sure. I'm just getting my, um, I'm, I'm a little bit more free to make more decisions. Mm-hmm about what I want to do. And at the same time, obviously considering my husband and then my kids, you know, and I'm not anything crazy, but you know, yeah. just, just things that have been on my, I don't know if you want to say like bucket list that mm-hmm. I can start checking off now. Like, I've always wanted to do this, do that. And mm-hmm. so I'm finally doing it. But yeah, I mean, I, a job for me was completely out of the question yeah, when you guys were little. You were basically like a mom for like a, solely a mom for probably what, like, at least 18 years. I don't think mm-hmm. you worked until I graduated high school. Right. No. And, and yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I did. I either. mean, you did like small mm-hmm. part-time jobs, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just but nothing crazy. That, yes. Nothing that ever took me away from picking you guys up, dropping off at, or dropping off at school. Yeah. I don't up. remember ever like having a babysitter. Yeah. Or nothing no, like definitely wasn't an option. And, and, and that doesn't go without saying that we didn't, we had to make a lot of sacrifices, you know? I mean, I, it's not yeah. a sad story, but you know, we really did. I mean, we didn't have cable, we didn't have phones, you know, we mm-hmm. drove cars that weren't the new greatest, latest and greatest, you know, mm-hmm. and, and stylish and whatever, you know? And, yeah. I think that would be so hard probably for people who do know me and are listening. <laughs> I don't think that they would get that. Like, right. I think that by looking at, where I'm at now, and obviously you guys haven't given me, you guys aren't treating me like I'm a princess, you guys just hand out cash to me or something, <laughs> or presents to me on the daily, like obviously you taught me to work for what I have, but now that people I think look at us, they wouldn't think that we came from something that wasn't like always so successful, right. like, y'all worked so hard all the way through for years Definitely. to get to where you're at now. Yes, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I know it's probably a story for another day, but mm-hmm. you know, some people think... Yes, you see where we're at today, and you know, and it's mm-hmm. we're very grateful. It's such a blessing, you know, to yeah, have what we have, sure. and, and to be 
trusted with the things that we we have now mm-hmm. and but with that being said i mean there was a point our our beginnings you know the start to our life was borrowed or hand-me-downs you know mm-hmm. or broken things or you know, we're not really not broken broken but yeah you know just not in it in its last stages of its <laughs> life you know and and having other people you know I mean thank goodness our our parents you know cared about us but mm-hmm. you know they didn't want to see us with you know they wanted to see us with enough towels for everybody to use yeah. you know so I mean there's just things that just starting out it obviously today makes us appreciate what we have a whole lot more because we know we worked really yeah. hard for it, you know, and we, that's so true. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, I had no idea how to cook, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I know for sure. I, I, my family, I mean, you probably, obviously you don't remember, but I mean, hamburger helper, you know, hot dogs, <laughs> like it was just stuff that like, okay, I think I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had to start, we had to start somewhere, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we had to go without a lot of things for, a long time until we started to realize, okay, we want more. We want to do better. We want, yeah, we want finding out ways to do. Yes, that. yes, and how to make it work with our limitations that we're living mm-hmm. in right now. And so, so you know, I always remember your dad. A lot of the time, you know, he was always trying to, <laughs> you know, to to work his, you know, his magic somehow. Yeah, because my like, dad is for sure like. <laughs> It's Mr. Hustler. Like, he will figure it out. Mm-hmm. He will talk his way through anything. Oh, absolutely, yes. I always used to say that he could sell a red popsicle to someone in white gloves. You know? <laughs> so he just, he knows, he knows how to, you know, to, he's, he's great, you know. Yeah, at talking for sure. And so, but he always, you know, he always was very determined and yeah like no one's gonna get past him yeah like, no one's gonna scheme put right their schemes yeah. On him. <laughs> yeah so he just I know he he always wanted something better you know for us and mm-hmm. wanted to to make sure that we we were okay you know we had what we needed and then you know we got to a point where okay we have everything you need you know what what else what do we want now yeah so, so yeah. that's I mean those are so two totally different things you know two totally different experiences but you also taught us like, one of the biggest lessons that I learned growing up, and I don't even know when he started telling me this, but, like, that as a... Because obviously you only have girls, but as a girl, like, you aren't waiting on anyone to give you your money, mm-hmm. you know? Not even you guys. Like, yeah. if you want this, and let's find a way to get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even be hustling, selling Mexican candy out of my backpack <laughs> at school. Like, yeah. I was doing that stuff, you know? Oh, yes. Well, I think for me, sending you off to kindergarten, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was really funny. I... If I didn't, obviously I was there, so, you know, I, I have firsthand experience, but I also have the video proof of mm-hmm. you. I remember trying to, you know, teach you to, or one of the things I realized at the last minute when you were going off to kindergarten, I was like, oh my gosh, she has to know how to tie her shoes. Oh my God, I remember this. But I don't know why I thought you had to know that you had, to, like, the day you were going to yeah. school. Like, who wants to be under that <laughs> Like pressure? the kindergarten entry yeah. test. <laughs> And honestly, because I didn't go to preschool or anything. Yeah, like, no, no, yourself. I, I mean, it was everything I taught you. Yeah. You know, whatever I could teach exactly. you at home, and um, and you know, definitely you from for the longest time. And we, I think we learned pretty early. I mean, you were surrounded by adults. You yeah. Were, I mean, since you're there's that's all there was. You were the first grandchild mm-hmm. on both sides of our families, and so you had adult 
interaction constantly. Yeah. <laughs> so you really, although the only thing you didn't do early was was walk. You, I mean, but you didn't need to. There was always <laughs> someone to carry you. You did not. I mean, and you let them. You were yeah. just like, sure, carry me. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't mind, and so you weren't late or anything. But if someone ever asked to carry me to this day, I'd say yes. I'd yeah, be like, absolutely. I'm sure you would. Yeah. So, so you really were on top of everything. I mean, you were able to articulate yourself well. You were a sponge. You soaked up every, yeah, everything around you. You know, you were very uh, observant. You knew what you know what mm-hmm. was going on when it was happening, and you just were always you know very bright and just very curious about things, you know, and always wanted to be a part of everything. And and so, (laughs) you know, you really always had, once you started talking, you definitely had a lot to say a lot, uh, very often. So, um, which was, it was a great thing, you know, and and now it's really funny because I can look back and see that the things you were doing at such a young age have really made a difference or they, they, they have, stayed with you all along yes and you've only gotten better about using like the gifts and talents that you've been given you only have fine-tuned them you know so you've really done a lot with like the the things that you were doing at such a young age Mm -hmm. and and so you know I mean even having you around as a little kid I mean I we always knew I don't I think, oh gosh, you were so young when you were interested in like, maybe because, you know, the hair salon that my sister worked at and just knowing, you know, having such like, like a personal relationship with the the owner and yes, and really just, (laughs) you know, being able to be there, Mm -hmm. you know, and to see what's happening around you. I mean, being interested in like hair and makeup and you were always drawing and yeah. creating things, you know, I mean, that was always something that you were doing. And so I, I kind of, we, I really realized early on that you were, you had, you know, these interests early. Yeah, like that, that creativity. Yes. I would that, like use her makeup brushes as people <laughs> and like her hairbrush oh, as like a little town. <laughs> yeah. Those are really, I mean, I, if, if, they, I know we had video cameras, but honestly, if I had a recording device or something that I yeah. could have had those to listen to today, they were, they were just, I mean, it was the best thing I think that I could hear you do. I mean, you used anything. We, ha- I had little hair clips. The clip people were. <laughs> they friends. were called the clip. Yes, people. they were called the clip people, and. Oh. You God. yes, he used my anything. Honestly, literally anything. We, I had imaginary friends, so even yeah. hair was like a toy for me. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you really used every anything and everything you could find to mm-hmm. to create this world of your own. Yeah. So, so it was it was, and then it also kind of broke my heart a little bit because I thought, oh my gosh, you know, she like we were so new here, like friends really, you know, it was really hard. And I thought, Oh, she poor thing needs friends here (laughs) or whatever. But as soon as you had them, I mean, that didn't stop you from being creative and like having these little mini universes for yourself, you know? So, so so, yeah, I mean, it was clip people, it was songs, it was art. I mean, there was, it just, even growing up, like Obviously, I don't want to be a performer, but that's kind of how I was. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I used to have, like, a fake news segment. That I don't even know, why, like, why I was making it. Like, I was doing, like, San Diego weather reports from, like, the backyard. I had a YouTube channel. Like, 
I did a lot. You did. You Obviously, did. Like, I was a physical artist when I was like painting mm-hmm. and drawing, published two poetry books. Like I've always been artsy as a way to like express myself, mm-hmm. I guess. And writing. I mean, I think yeah. I found, I mean, I've had all kinds of things. You're, I think between all of your sisters, your art slash elementary bin that I have for you has the most paintings and the most little creative, you know, little wreaths and whatever you could come up with. So I think I remember I used to love when they would like give us story prompts, like narratives. And I don't (laughs) even know what grade you're in when they teach you that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, they give you a word, like like, flower. You have to write about the flower. And I thought I was like the coolest writer ever. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was really on to something. You had a lot to say about a lot of things and so yeah. that definitely hasn't changed I know, till this I have a whole day. podcast because I can't stop talking yeah <laughs> so it's great and that and I, that always reminds me of our I my very first parent conference you know and yeah I, and, well prior to that it was your interest in hair and like actually mm-hmm. cutting a piece of my hair I was on the phone distracted talking to <laughs> I don't know some trying to set something up over yeah. the phone and and I always let you play with my hair. You loved playing with my, actually mm-hmm. anybody's hair. You love playing with their hair. And so we just used to let you, you always had combs, brushes, mm-hmm. clips, hair things, you know. And, and one day you always used to imagine you used your fingers mm-hmm. as little scissors. And so yeah. you would just trim my hair and I just let you. And this last time <laughs> that this ever happened, <laughs> you said, I'm going to cut your hair. And Usually, whatever you said you were going to do, you did it. And so I just said, okay. And next thing I I hear the the slice of actual scissors. (laughs) And you you actually cut my hair. And I I remember I froze. And I I said, "Um, I'm going to have to call you back, whoever I was talking to. (laughs) And I looked and I'm like, Kayla, you cut my hair. And I remember you said, well, I told you I was going to cut your hair. (laughs) And you actually did it. So, I mean... Yeah. It's not really your fault, <laughs> and it was it was an underneath piece, so yeah. I, it really didn't matter. But I couldn't I couldn't stop. I mean, I wasn't mad. I remember laughing, and I mean, you were just matter of fact, like <laughs> I said, I was gonna cut your hair. So it, that was one of my like very fond memories of you know you, you know, it, like being interested in that industry and, and really that even, just it like correlates with my like I feel like service based heart. Mm-hmm, I guess like. Mm-hmm. Even in all my jobs, I don't, obviously I do still work right now a lot on the computer. It's Mm -hmm. work from home. It's different. But I always care about like the person. Mm -hmm. Like I am very customer service based, like talking to the person. So even with that, like you were my client in my imagination, you know what I mean? Yes, definitely so. And I mean, thank goodness that you probably little hands couldn't hold much more hair than I I have so much. But yeah, so thank goodness it was not like noticeable. But yeah, yeah, so but then going into elementary school, I remember kindergarten was the very first time I heard she's a Kayla's a great student. She's does so well in school, but like the but. (laughs) And I was just sitting there, what could be, what could possibly come out of her mouth? And that, you had yeah. the most amazing kindergarten teacher. Like yeah. She really, it was, you know, just the sweetest, sweetest lady. And, but there was the but. And, mm-hmm. but she talks a lot. <laughs> and she is such a great leader. <laughs> and there was another but. And it was that... Everyone wants to be her friend. She she makes these 
Um, what was the word she said? She makes like these. Uh, games. Yes, yes. She she makes these groups, but certain people aren't allowed to be in it, and they get their feelings. I hurt. was developing exclusivity <laughs> from a young age. I still don't see a problem with this. So if she could, if you could just talk to her and encourage her to just maybe let everybody be part of her group, but I really think that there were there were times where there were certain groups of girls that really made things a little bit difficult for you and so you found a way to create an alternative to not really being part of whatever they had going on yeah and it was so, like marketing my new like yeah. communities yeah honestly. you really were I, there was always a but and i was always <laughs> passing notes like i yes. was finding some way to communicate with yes everyone yes and so you definitely had that uh leader the leadership yeah was starting i mean was definitely being developed and and i knew i thought you know she is a phenomenal leader and i remember your teacher said you know the kids are just they're all attracted to her they all want to be around her mm-hmm. and and i i realized that it's probably so difficult as a child to be able to have such a big demand of you know people wanting to be around you be yeah. your friend or be included whatever yeah. it was you were doing and yet I didn't I knew that it was something you had to learn what to do with like because, how to balance yes that for yes sure. so I think that I once I started to maybe first year second year hear that I thought okay I need to help her I need mm-hmm. to teach her how to, what to do with these skills that she has, these gifts that she has, because yeah. it's going to be a great thing. It's just maybe, it's just so early, you're so young. And I think, like, on TV and, like, obviously, like, Disney Channel and those movies and stuff, it was always, like, portrayed as a mean girl. Mm-hmm. Like, in every, I know things are changing now, but growing up, like, every single movie, mm-hmm. the leader of the pack or whatever was always a mean girl. Mm-hmm. So you would kind of, like, fall into that. Mm-hmm. And I know for sure I fell into that. I wasn't always, like, the nicest to people at all by mm-hmm. any means. And, like, you do fall into that behavior of, like, exclusivity equals being mean or, you know, not being nice to certain people or mm-hmm. having a certain look that you're going for. Stupid things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. So when I, so that, that definitely helped me, um, I I started to, I think I started to read books and I really started to learn because I could tell you, you definitely had like a very strong personality and (laughs) and a lot of times it's intimidating to, Mm -hmm. to people who don't know you or that, you know, may meet you for the first time and. Um, and I think that too, you know, you had some challenges, you know, growing up, you had some, some things that you had to work through, especially, you know, sometimes being a little different, you know, or, or, you know, really, I, I wanted you to embrace, um, like what made you different from everybody else and really learn to not. I, you know, cause I, I knew kids could be mean. I knew that kids, you know, were, they, they can just, you know, make life miserable for, for, for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I wanted you to, to not, I guess, I don't want to say not care what people thought about you and yeah. still be true to yourself. 
Let's tell them the eye patch story. <laughs> okay, so I have one eye ba- that can see, basically. And the doctors thought, like, growing up, if I wore this eye patch, that I would get strong and I would learn how to see. Basically, the whole time I would have those eye patches on, I couldn't see anything. So I'd, like, make this little hole at the bottom <laughs> so I could freaking see stuff. It was, they just didn't understand. No. It, it was a, it's a really rare thing. It got mm-hmm. ruined during a surgery. Anyways. So, I used to have to wear, like, an eye patch to school. It's, like, what the doctor wanted to do. And I'd get so mad. My mom's like, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't understand, like, why I couldn't see. Like, it didn't make sense. But mm-hmm. I never knew that it was a problem. Because that one I can see pretty fine. Mm-hmm. I did end up needing glasses for that one eye. But, like, overall, I could see decently that, like, I didn't... I don't even know what it's like to see out of two eyes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, obviously, if you lose it early, later in life... You know the difference, like, oh my god, I'm at half my vision right now, but I never knew that difference, so I thought I was chilling. Mm -hmm. So the doctor wants me to wear these, like, eye patches, and the kid ones come in, like, flowers, like, butterflies, Mm -hmm. like, little patterns like that, and they were, like, more expensive. Yeah, (laughs) but I'd be like, mom, like, give me that, like, cool pack, and so sometimes she'd let me have the cool pack instead of, like, the tan pack, (laughs) and so this is, like, what, first grade? Kindergarten, I mean, yeah, you wore it in kindergarten, you wore it first grade. It's so crazy. I, like, don't even hardly remember. But in one of my classes, one of the kids was, like, mean to me about it. I don't know. I don't even remember what they said. Had to have been first grade, because kindergarten, everybody was so nice to you. Like, they, it was if, it was as if you weren't even wearing an eye patch at all. I don't remember having any, like, conversations with you about somebody's doing this or that or saying this or that. Yeah, I think it was in first grade. And some kid was being mean. I don't know who. And you came to talk to the class, mm-hmm. didn't you? I think so, yes. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. And so she, I don't know exactly what she said, but I remember feeling like the coolest person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mom's talking to you kids. Like, you guys suck, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she brought, like, a box of, I don't know, they come in packs of, like, 24 or something. Mm-hmm. And so she passed them out to every kid. This is crazy thing about, like, with corona. People can't even touch each other's mm-hmm. stuff anymore. But, like... Pass one out to each kid with, like, decorations, like, little fake eyeballs mm-hmm. and, like, markers and stuff. And they all got to decorate one for me. And so it was cool because you taught me that, like, even with this huge difference that I had, mm-hmm. like, I don't know another person that can only see out of one eye, truly. So mm-hmm. this huge difference that I had that impaired me from, I guess, being, like, a normal kid, you taught me to have it to my advantage and I have all these kids, like contributing and thinking like, oh, is Kayla going to wear my eye patch today? Like, that's Mm -hmm. literally what they'd say, like, Mm -hmm. oh, put on mine, put on mine. I'd be, like, searching through the little stack of eye patches, like, oh, is it this one with, like, the green eyelashes painted on and whatever, the flowers. So even the boys were drawing one, like, everything. So you kind of taught me, like, how to make everyone feel like they're part of a community, Mm -hmm. which I think I still do to this day, like, you know, with my job and things like that and clubs and stuff I've been a part of like making everyone come together mm-hmm. in that way and after that the kids didn't make fun of me they had right. no reason to right. it's like they were the one contributing yes. to me like allegedly getting better but obviously yeah. that didn't work but that's fine yeah, <laughs> definitely thought we were you know oh you know under a doctor's orders you know trying yeah. to do whatever because I think that's the point I was like I want to do whatever we can and it's to a try. super like rare it case is. Like, it I really is I don't even know there's probably someone out there in the world that has the same problem mm-hmm. I'm, yep and I, I but I do remember you know having knowing that you you know you were 
like quote unquote different you know mm-hmm. you had somewhat I guess if you want to call like a handicap you know that yeah. was made you different than everybody else and at for I knew I was doing something wrong when <laughs> I think when we first started with the eye patch patching when we moved out here and um I remember someone when we just started you know have doing that that someone it was an adult they were staring at you and mm-hmm. As if you were like missing limbs, you know, yeah. and I remember how angry it made me and it made me like want to go up to them and punch them. But yeah. I, I think at that moment for me, it was a, tor- a turning point that I thought, you know what, if this is what I'm experiencing and going through, I can't imagine what she's, you know, so little going through. And I knew I had to, I turn had to turn that around and I had to do something different with what you had presented in front of you and and so that was for me like a turning point that I realized like I if I'm I'm what my anger my frustration and my like how furious I was if there's no way she's not seeing this you know Mm -hmm. so I knew that at that moment that that could not be the example that I set for you so yeah so it was definitely a big turning point for me because it was a lot like it was it was it was not easy you know to to not only have you not 100% understand like why we were doing what we were doing and really just trust all of us were just trusting you know what we were being told because I don't even know like when we found out that this was a problem for me because you would have no idea that your kid can't see out of one eye it took (laughs) took a long time I mean well it's you probably don't time your podcast but I mean you definitely (laughs) knew when you were a baby with like the eye problems that mm-hmm. you, they showed up really early on, but then the surgery I think was like eleven months old. But but they didn't like no, didn't we know didn't that know. It went wrong. Yeah, we didn't know that at all. No. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely was not something we were told of or aware of until you could actually like see. Because I think it was we were relying on you like knowing shapes or I don't and remember what they yeah, used like to do. Yeah, like reading those eye charts. Yes, I remember like, like <laughs> just as a side note, I know we can't talk about this for too long. It's like completely unrelated to the pod. But like <laughs> they would have me, you know, like do those little um, letter, what do they call it? Like the eye test, you uh-huh. know. I think for kids it's different because I think they thought I didn't know letters for a long time mm-hmm. because they would cover up the eye and they'd be like, oh, read the letter and I'd be making stuff up because I couldn't <laughs> see it. So I'd just be like, W? And they'd be like, what? <laughs> And so they started showing me shapes, and they're like, is that a butterfly or a flower? And I would just guess every time. Oh. And so sometimes I would get, like, a decent score on the yeah. eye exam because I'd literally be guessing They'd what be it was. They'd be scratching their heads like, yeah, oh, she did pretty good. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, she guessed that it was a house and not a bus. So, mm-hmm. like, um, but, yeah, like, I'd literally be scamming my way through those exams because I couldn't see. And when I told them I couldn't see, they'd be like, yeah, you can. Just like, what is that? And I'm like, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, but I think for me, it was more like teaching to be resilient, you know? And yeah. I, I think that was really important. And like you said, you know, getting, if you can't like beat them, join them, you know, and, and yeah. having everybody join you and, and really being part of, like you said, the process, you know, and yeah. that really it, including them and making them feel think that they had something to do with yeah because even know. now like I feel like I use not use people but I let people be a vessel for my development mm-hmm. instead of like I don't know I feel like I'm in therapy right now <laughs> but yeah. instead of saying like oh this person did this to me and now I hate them or 
this person said this about me. Like, I don't really get phased by what people say about Mm -hmm. how I look, how I talk. I don't know, my grades are, whatever. And even all my ex-boyfriends, I have a good relationship with all of them. Mm -hmm. And that's because I don't take, like, what people have done to me or whatever situations and let it have, like, a negative impact. Like, I truly use everything to my benefit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I keep on growing and developing better and better to help people better and better because I don't see things. You've taught me not to see things as, like, oh, poor is me. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone feel bad for me. Like, I've never thought like that. And it's so hard for me to understand people who do feel like that because truly from a young age... I guess, yeah, I did have a disability. Mm -hmm. I've never thought of myself like that, but I technically, I guess, did have a disability of being half blind in, like, a new state with random kids Mm -hmm. that, like, I didn't understand, all these different cultures, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, so let's talk about a little bit about what you do now. So, um, do you want to introduce what you do as a (laughs) profession? Yes, I am a realtor. I am a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. I, I... sell real estate in <laughs> San Diego, California, uh, you know, licensed in Cal- all of California, mm-hmm. but I specialize in San Diego, San Diego area, and I love what I do. Um, How I, long have you been doing it for? <laughs> well, in a couple months, it'll be two years. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been, I've bought and sold, I'm on, well, we're on our second home. Actually, we bought our first home when we were 18 I think and in Pflugerville and we obviously life changed a little bit Uh, dad decided to go into the military Mm -hmm. so we ended up having to um I don't don't know if we we actually started everything but we had to scrape it and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um go in this direction so we've we've been you know involved in real estate yeah pretty early on in our lives and um so this was been, it was always a dream of mine to be an entrepreneur, to be, you know, own yeah. my own business. But, um, I started to my interest in real estate pretty, I would say around 2010, 11. Mm-hmm. And, um, I started taking the classes. I Was that right after you guys bought the first house? No, it was before. We were oh, actually okay. living in our apartment. Oh, yeah, okay. So it was way before. And so I, I took all my classes I needed with, you know, the um, uh, the intro classes. And then <laughs> we had, we found out we were pregnant with Kylie. And oh. so, so I was going to school. And then when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, well, here we are <laughs> again. That's, That's going to, I have to table that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I actually didn't get to pursue that any further I had to put everything okay so it's like 2006 2007 vibes right Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so so that was oh yeah it was 2000 Mm -hmm. yeah 2006 2007 so so I had started which would have been really cool to get involved in well I don't know may have not been because that's kind of recession yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I don't know you know I think I could have gotten a lot of experience for sure that's crazy um but you know that wasn't in the cards, so I definitely took that time to you know be a mom and stay involved, you know, with all the things. And mm-hmm. right, you know, now that I look back, it probably even would have been extremely challenging, you know, with dad's schedule and how um, his life changed. Yes, yes. So he and it not to sound like you know him or me, but mm-hmm. I definitely 
saw him being able to achieve yeah. things quicker and faster mm-hmm. if if I had stopped doing whatever I was trying to do and one of us needed to be, you know, yeah. present and whether, you know, it was him getting his bachelor's degree and mm-hmm. going, you know, going to school, getting his degree, becoming an officer, you know, which took him away, you know, again for, for boot camp, you know, the, for the second time. When like, was that? Like 2008? Yeah, I think, yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so definitely, you know, that was another time where I just had to put things on hold again, you know, yeah. and just really decide and that raising a toddler all over yeah yes and that it wasn't the right timing you know Mm -hmm. the timing wasn't there and so so that definitely kept me and then you know for the longest I don't think I you know was working again for many many years Mm -hmm. and then I always had that dream I always kept seeing that you know real estate book, you know, principles of real estate. I kept I remember seeing like real estate <laughs> books growing up too. Yes. And it was, it was always there, you know, and I thought, you know, I always used to walk by it and think I'm going to get to, you know, I'm going to get to this that. again. And I'd be like, I remember opening it one time and just being like, oh, this looks boring. Yeah. <laughs> Closing it. Yes, <laughs> Cause I yeah. loved reading as a kid. But... <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you know, yeah. Who cares about, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I, I definitely, found myself, you know, always going back to that and, and knowing somewhere that this could be, we could really be onto something, you know, if I mm-hmm. could just, you know, get things going, if I could just, you know, start the process again. And so, but eventually, yeah. you know, the time I, you know, figured out, you know, time years went by, obviously it was, it was, you know, lots of time passed. Yeah, but, thinking about different career mm-hmm, opportunities. Yes, for sure. And, you know, whether I was going to go into, you know, like, like the counseling mm-hmm. slash like psychology field yeah. or, um, social work or teaching, yeah. you know, so I was kind of still thinking, you know, along the lines of service still, you yeah, know, in some degree. People. Yes. Helping people. Yes, for sure. And I knew I loved doing that, but in what capacity was that mm-hmm. going to be? And so the opportunity arose and again for me that I was going to buckle down, uh, take the classes I needed to take to finish them mm-hmm. to get my real estate license. And I just, I did it, you know, and I think for me it was the timing couldn't have been better. I mean, you guys were obviously older, way more independent. Yeah. And we were in a different place, you know, in our lives and we had the finances to support that mm-hmm. transition because you know it, it does cost a lot to start right? oh absolutely yes I yeah. mean definitely but between you know applications and background checks fingerprinting classes certificates mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean yes it, no one really tells you about <laughs> that yeah, part I always hear people like that I know that are like, oh, like, just become a real estate agent. Like, you take a test and that's it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... And, like, you were like you passed it, like, first try, but that's oh, not yeah. usually the case, No, right? it's not. Yeah. No, I definitely, I think I had every sign that day that I shouldn't take my mm-hmm. test. I mean, I was in, I think my test was around, you know, sometime afternoon, I think. Mm-hmm. But I was in the urgent care at 9 a.m. with your mm-hmm. sister. I was 
not sure if she was going to go to school or not, but mm-hmm. she was feeling well. And I thought, you know what, let me just cancel it, you mm-hmm. know? And then I, then something just said, no, just go do it, you yeah, know? So, yeah, so I was being tugged in both directions and, but sure enough, yeah, I mean, I, I really did everything I could to prepare. I mean, I sacrificed a lot of time that I could have spent with you guys, you know, and your dad and, um, and you guys really supported what I was striving to do. And yeah. I really don't think I could have done it without my family's support. You know, that really mm-hmm. made such a huge difference. And um, whether it was rattling off vocabulary with mm-hmm. me or quizzing me, whatever it was, you know, yeah. you guys were always on board to support. And I remember, you know, going to take the test and thinking, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, you know, and like having, you know, like this mental block that I thought, yeah, okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, but yes, I mean, walking out of there, well, getting, you know, what they do is, I mean, they basically, it's like going into like, I don't even know what to compare it to, like a secure, like major, like lockdown, mm-hmm. you know, environment. And I mean, they're short of like patting you down. And, um, and so, you know, leaving there, you, you know, walk out to all this glass, you know, in, in the room and, um, these windows. And so you can see everybody leaving and, Mm -hmm. um, they give you a piece of paper and you can't open it. They tell you not to open it until you get outside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So know whether you pass or failed. So nobody, you don't distract anyone and your reaction, whatever it is, no one is aware of. And so I know I'm like, do I open it here? Do I not? Do I drive all the way home? Like, cause I was about 40 minutes from the house and, um, and I just said, oh, what the heck? I'm That's so it. sick of me. <laughs> it really was. Thinking Talk about, about like shaking in my boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely was. And <sighs> and to see, I passed it. I just like, I honestly wanted to faint. I mean, yeah. it really was surreal and a huge, like for me, it was monumental. You mm-hmm. know, I thought, here we go. <laughs> you yeah. know, here we go. So, and so at this point, you're in like your late 30s, but how old was like everyone else that you saw that was like taking it? Were they around your age? Or... Oh, it was all sorts. I mean, I think, you know, from early, like early 20s, because I, I think you have to be 18 mm-hmm. to, you know, like seniors, you know, yeah. I mean, so I think it was just such a, variety of of age groups I mean it really some people were you know just I just thought oh my gosh isn't it a little I mean unless they're doing this as a hobby but (laughs) I didn't really know you know at that time but um it was it was pretty phenomenal to me to see how many people and I just thought oh my goodness I don't have a chance I don't know why I was thinking that but the pressure I mean it didn't I didn't let it get to me Mm -hmm. in there you know I let it it was definitely like a, a huge factor walking into that building, standing in the line, yeah. even leaving, I felt like more pressure to open that piece of paper and see what yeah. it said. And I just, rem- and I, I had people along the way that, you know, that I had brought up, you know, I want to do this. Oh, I don't think you'll do it. I don't think you'll do well. I don't think mm-hmm. you'll, I don't think that's for you. I don't think that, you know, you know, I don't know if you have what it takes, you know, and, and for me, I know some people that drives them to hear those things, yeah. but for me, it kind of made me think, well, maybe I don't have what it takes, you know, maybe, you know, I, I I can't do this, you know, so why should I, you know, why do I waste my time? But then I thought, you know what, it keeps coming back in my life. It keeps being something that I'm, I want to pursue. I don't, I guess if I do well, I do well. If I don't, I don't, you know, I was willing to risk, (laughs) you know, whatever it was to get 
to see if it was going to work for me. And, and getting to the point to even being able to take my tests, it took a lot of, you know, money up front to Mm -hmm. do that part. Um, that once I passed it, I thought, what's going to stop me now? (laughs) You know? And, and, um, so it was, it was for me a huge accomplishment. And I, I know not, that's not everybody's reality to pass it the first time but for mm-hmm. me that was huge you know to yeah. pass it and and I I really think I knew I passed it when I was sitting in there um my test taking strategy was for me like I knew I had I had that down right so I didn't I didn't go blank when I sat there yeah. so so it was pretty incredible I mean talk about wanting to like shout something from the rooftop. I know, <laughs> truly. Yeah. Okay, so you pass the test, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you have to like set up getting an agency mm-hmm. after that. And is that hard, would you say, or are they kind of like on the prowl for new agents? You know, at the time when I was looking for a brokerage to join, I had made <laughs> several phone calls and there were probably two companies that I really thought, you know, this would be, I would be a good fit there that I didn't get a phone call returned. I, mm. the phone rang and rang and rang. I just, there wasn't anyone that I could speak to and, you know, get some information from or mm. find out how to go about how to start the process yeah. to become part of their company. And the brokerage that I'm with now, <laughs> they, picked up when I called the first, you know, the Mm -hmm. first time and I got to speak to one of the mentors like right away. And actually, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, I'm pretty, pretty quickly. Yes. Like super fast. She, I mean, the first thing she said, well, you know, this is great timing. We're having our brokerage. I think it was their yearly meeting and Mm -hmm we want you to come. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't even know who I am. You yeah. Know? Um, so there's a few things that, that happened that were just like, it was it hap- all happened so fast. And I thought, well, it must be meant to be, you know, I mean, yeah. I, and being there, you know, I love where I'm at. I, I have a lot of support. I had a great, uh, you know, I have a great management team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have a great broker that, you yeah. know, and our owner, I mean, everybody. So what is a broker? Is that the person who's like in charge of the agents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so they hold okay. the, they hold our licenses. So basically they are the ones whose license is technically like involved in the process. So like oh. they, they're the broker of records. So if anything happens, you know, let's say, you know, good or bad, like that's who they go to first. And that's who, mm. who are, um, um, like our affiliation is with like, oh, that, okay. this individual. So they, they, they actually hold all of the licenses, like all of our, um, uh, licenses under yeah, their right, name. Right. Mm-hmm, okay. So. so then you do that, you get like, obviously signed up with their company, mm-hmm. you get your mentor, mm-hmm. then you got to pay to get these headshots, yes. business cards, websites, all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sign, those signs that go on the ground. Yes, yard signs, uh, directional signs. Yes, I yeah. mean, things that I never even imagined that 
one would need. I mean, and I don't I, think people think about that either. No, no, not at all. I mean, when it, it Paper I'm talking, ads, yeah, everything. I'm talking wardrobe. And, yeah, I mean, on the business clothes. Yes, if you aren't used to having those blazers right. in your closet, not and heels. Time I mean, to hit up H and M or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. All right. So you get your outfit situated. You get all this kind of like behind the scenes mechanics and mm-hmm. stuff situated, and it's kind of almost like you aren't really getting paid to set any of this up. This is kind of like out-of-pocket stuff that's obviously investing in your future. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's puppies at the door. Um, Okay, you guys, we just had to let um, puppy into the room because he felt really left out, so now he's happy to be here. So if you hear him, that's what's up. Um, Okay, so you got your first client. You're nervous. This is like now you're fresh on the scene. Definitely, and it's interesting because I think she... Not that she was nervous, but her experience with who someone who was just a friend or an acquaintance, mm-hmm. I think, he had, I forgot what she said his full-time job was, but he was a part-time real estate agent. Oh. And she said that she would ask him to see certain properties and they would show up and he would say something along the lines of, you know, we're waiting for the real estate agent who whose property you know this listing is to show up no one would ever show up (gasps) she never yeah so she had she really had a not so great experience experience. yes and so I was so grateful for the opportunity for me every to have business is a blessing yeah yes to be able to help people I mean this is the biggest purchase you'll ever make in your Mm -hmm. life you know and And to be part of the process, to guide people through it, to see them from start to finish and in between, you know, so many crazy yeah, things can happen. Yeah, and you even get, like, repeat clients now yes. that come back for more properties yes. or whatever. Yes, and that is definitely, I mean, to see the referral business, mm-hmm. you know, uh, be a part, such a big part of what I do. Would is, you say that a lot of your clients are referral-based? or? Are yes, like, definitely, yes. Okay. And I mean, and to, to see them now be repeat clients because now, you know, we've done the, the first purchase and mm-hmm. some of them right now are getting to a place where they're going to be selling their properties. And so oh, now okay. I get to be part of them. The buying and the selling. Yes, the buying and selling. So... To see it kind of come full circle That's is so really, cool. I never thought about that yes. part. Yes, and you know, to stay in contact with them is very important to build a relationship yeah. to have that trust and And I guess what a lot of people don't realize, like just when they buy or sell their house, that's not like the last time you ever see them. Like they right. think that I, I know so a lot of people my age who kind of think about going into this field. It's like you just drop them off and right. I mean, I'm sure that's like kind of the courtesy and stuff you learn at mm-hmm. your company and stuff like that. But yeah, you got to You bring them, you know, little. Yes, you nurture stuff. the relationship. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and, you know, whether or not I get business from them again, for me, that's not even my goal. My goal is to just be present st- still in their lives, you know, because yeah, for sure. I was. And I was part of such a monumental moment of their lives that I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to let, I don't want to let that go. Okay. So what is one piece of advice that you would give for someone young at my age or someone a lot later in their life who is interested in purchasing a home or property or anything like that? There's a lot, there's so many important pieces and conversations that you could have and tips to give someone that's you know wanting to look 
learn more, look into the process, Mm -hmm. I would definitely say, don't be afraid of the process. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't let home buying intimidate you. Don't let it look like it's not attainable because yes, I always tell my clients, you know, you're going to love me (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. beginning of the process. You're going to love me when I give you the keys, Mm -hmm. but you might not like me in between because (laughs) There's so many things that happen, so There's many phone calls. Yes, so many. Going back and forth. Yes, I mean, it's just, it's endless, you know? Mm-hmm. And the things that I need to talk to them about, the conversations we need to have, some of them it's are difficult. Hard. You know, some of them are, you know, especially having to say, you know, uh, that, you know, maybe this offer wasn't accepted. You know, let's keep looking. You know? Yeah, and it's it like, can re- get, like straight rejection. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's not a conversation I enjoy having. And for sure. And I think that for me, I would want people to know that, that it is <laughs> Milo. <laughs> Milo, come. It is achievable and attainable and, and mm-hmm. don't let one no be a permanent sentence for you, a permanent yeah. decision, you know, that uh, one person telling, you no. Know, I have, I've seen different lenders be, be able to do different things for different clients. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one, you know, company can't help you, but it doesn't mean another one can't. And so Mm -hmm. I just think there's so many important, the process, there's so many different individuals involved. Yeah. Cause it's not just like you and another realtor and the other seller. Like if you're buying, right. It's thousands of like people. It's title companies. It's escrow companies. It's home inspectors. It's, you know, yeah, because he gets the final phase and it's gonna that final inspection and suddenly the house is like complete termite infested, mold yeah. infested, crumbling and, down at the seams. Yes, and so you know, and I know that you know sometimes you get people, you know, clients get their heart set on one thing, one place, and you know we really have to. I always tell everyone to have an open mind. You know, yeah. it's okay to have the communities you want to live in. It's okay to have the zip codes you want to live in, Mm -hmm. but keep an open mind because you might think that, you know, this is where you want to be. And then that, you know, maybe something else pops up and I show you it and you're like, wow, you know, this is, I wasn't expecting this. Yes. So, so I just always say, keep an open mind, be, be, you know, let make sure our communication is open and clear Mm -hmm. and, there's so many things, but I would say don't just don't and don't wait. You know, if, yeah. the sooner you can look into the process, talk to a good loan officer, learn about what you need to do to get to the place. If you're not ready right now, figure out what you need to do to get ready. And that's who you would talk to as a loan officer. Yes, Can you definitely. find those at your bank or where are those Well, no, I mean, there's there are lots of options. I mean, I don't want to throw names yeah, out there. Yeah, there's like companies you yes, can go to. Yes, I mean, and I want to, you know, say the bank, don't go to banks. But, I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's lots of Other local yes, loan officers that can advise you and really educate you and teach you, yeah. you know, about where your credit score needs to be, how much cash do you need to have. I think that's have. the hardest part is that, like, especially people my age, we don't really learn about mm-hmm, this, you know? Right. Like, especially if your parents have never bought a house before, mm-hmm. you have no idea, like, what this process even looks right, like. Right, right. So I guess going to a loan officer and seeing, like, if they don't even have credit, how do they get credit? Right. You know, like, those are mm-hmm. people that they could get that information from. Yes. Oh, definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, even I've, I've found, you know, so many different resource. I mean, there's first time home buyer programs, you know, there's yeah. just so many things available to potential buyers that can help you even, you know, start the process. Even if you start saving money now, you know, which I know we preach to you guys, you know, because home ownership 
that is like the pinnacle I, for a lot of people of yeah. like the American dream. Yeah, absolutely. You know? There's lots of resources and I think that, you know, there's so many knowledgeable, whether it's realist, you know, realtors, real estate agents, um, if it's a loan officer who, you know, just, yeah. there's so many people that can you really can't be afraid to go out and right. try. Yes. And, and to ask the questions, you know, because that's, we're, we're the professionals, you know, we have the answers. And like I tell my clients, you know, if I don't have the answer, I'm going to get it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great question. Let me find out for you. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm always, and the thing I love about this, this uh, profession and this business is that we're always learning. Things are always changing. Right. Laws, the are, laws are always changing. Yes. yes. And so, you know, there's, there's never like the minute you get complacent and you think, you know, it all. You're on your toes. <laughs> yes, for sure. for sure. And so, so I think, you know, that's one thing I love about this, this business is that it's, it's always evolving. It's always changing. I mean, we went from mm-hmm. doing open houses and, you know, learning, you know, oh, meeting yeah. clients to, COVID shut all of that down. There's yeah. no such thing as open house. I mean, you can do private showings. Yeah, like right before they want to mm-hmm. think about putting an offer or buying or whatever. Right, but you are, there, there isn't any, like, Saturday, Sunday open houses, yeah. you know, or look at these pictures <laughs> Yeah, so we're doing, businesses looks different, but it's so you much. You have to become a lot techier oh, and yes. all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, yes, oh, definitely, and it, it definitely pushed me to evolve and learn and and pick up some you know you have to learn how to adapt to this new life you know the lifestyle that's so crazy have. i never so, thought about that too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so lots of things look different you know mm-hmm. you had to kind of you didn't have to reinvent the will but you had to reinvent how you did business now mm-hmm. so it was it was challenging Being adaptable it's such a huge thing in oh, all definitely. areas of business for absolutely sure. so Yes. I mean, I, I think that, you know, look into the process, find someone. If you know someone that's bought a house recently, I mean, talk to, talk to as many loan officers as you want. I'm not saying give them all your information, run your credit 30 times, mm-hmm. but you know, just, just try to educate your, a lot of them are, they're always so willing to educate, send out paperwork, you know, send you an yeah. email, follow up with you. you yeah. Know, Cause give these you people want to help. I think like realtors and all these different people can have kind of I don't know, like a, a stigma around them that like, oh, they're just in it to try and mm-hmm. steal your money or whatever, or whatever people might think or steal your info, but they really do want to help. Mm-hmm. I think it's one thing like I've learned because you put in so many hours to like when you are helping someone buy or sell mm-hmm. and like they don't even understand like you'll be getting phone calls during all kinds of events and like you're always just wanting to help them, right. you know, mm-hmm. so. Yes. And I, I, I try to my best to be available, you know for my clients as often as I can be. And, you know, they, they understand, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, you know, I, I, we all have lives outside of, you know, this profession, but I know so there's so many of us that this is what we're passionate about. This is what we want to do. This is Mm -hmm. what we love to do. And this is what makes us happy. And we want to help, you know, we genuinely want to help. And I think there's no greater thing for me, like being in this business than to see, to, for my clients to tell me, you know, that they had such a great experience or yeah, that, they love their home. Yes. They, and, and to see, to actually hand them that key and look at their face when they're opening that door for the first time. Like, I mean, it, it, it gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. It's so rewarding. And 
think that's like a really good point for like to leave the audience with is to choose if you can to the best of your ability try and choose a job or a profession career that's going to make you feel that sense of like happiness and purpose mm-hmm. every single time that you do it mm-hmm. and I know like we were mentioning earlier in this episode our maybe like other family members didn't have oh. the opportunity to choose a job that they maybe love and like are so passionate about whatever but um you got to do that and if people have the ability to do that nowadays that they should mm-hmm. you know and, and not settle for what's going to make you the most money because I think you found that Obviously, there's no guarantee you're ever going to get clients in this field for you. Right, But because you're so good and passionate about it and kind to everyone that you meet, they do keep on coming back. And you do get so many clients because they trust you Mm -hmm. and they know you're going to help everyone. And so the money does follow once you actually care about it, Mm -hmm. you know. And then if there's also, like, one piece of advice you would say for students maybe or, you know, people in general who don't have, like, a positive role model like I did with you and with dad and stuff what would you say to them like trying to get motivated for themselves and things like that something big that I've really held on to is that sometimes you got to create your own mini universe and you have Mm -hmm. to really be selective about who you let be a part of that because as an adult you can actually you can choose Mm -hmm. you know sometimes we, you know, we grow up, you know, we're children. We don't really have the power or the, the, the wisdom or the insight to, you know, to know, you know, we're just kind of, yes. But as an adult, you can make that decision decision and it's okay. And it's, it's okay to, to have these changes. It's okay to let certain people in and not let certain people in. And Mm -hmm. it's, and that, if if you have to make those difficult decisions that yes it's going to be a challenge it's going to be sad it might be hard it might mm-hmm. be you know difficult but doing it is and and then looking back it's you you can't help but see like that how beneficial it was to you and how much it's changed yeah. you and even for me like in a short amount of time you know letting certain things just expire, Mm -hmm. if you will. And, and, and that I'm okay right now. Like I'm okay today. I'm fine. Like I'm thriving. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I'm, I'm living, you know, every day. Like I, you know, I'm so grateful and I thank God, but you know, my, my best life, you know, and I feel like my best days are still ahead of me. And for sure. Um, and that I've, I've made some, monumental like changes and shifts that I think you know they could have broken me possibly you know so I would say just hang in there you know and don't be afraid yeah don't don't embrace it Mm -hmm. honestly embrace it yep so I think there's so many things that I think for me that's pretty huge and um I you know I really hope that that's helpful to somebody Mm -hmm. and as one piece of this new segment that I have begun on the pod, I like to talk about awful job horse stories <laughs> or even a good story, whichever you prefer. So do you have a little a little tidbit you'd like to tell the pod about any job situation you've 
encountered throughout oh your gosh. years in the workforce? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if I've ever told you that I, I actually left this job out. It's so funny. I don't know how I could forget, but mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> I worked at a, a kid, a children's resale mm-hmm. shop. And so it was pretty big. I think we were a chain <laughs> in, in Austin and, and, oh my gosh, like some days I just don't know. I know people loved our store, but for me now that I, you know, I think about it like, oh my gosh, we were next to a pool hall and, oh, and this pool hall, our store smelled like cigarettes. And no so we way. used to, we used to go in there in the morning, spraying Febreze, spraying, um, all of these like fabric, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh scent absorbers. Yeah. And, Oh my gosh. And I just think what, like, how did anybody shop there? I mean, and we did, we pushed so much volume. I mean, we really, like my, my, my manager and I, when she left, I became the manager, Mm -hmm. but, um, we really like, I don't know. It's not the like most, most horrendous, but Mm -hmm. I honestly just don't know how, like how that, it was a big, like a children's consignment store. Yeah, it's and, not like crusty, like, yeah, like old like Texas men. Ashtrays and <laughs> like, I mean, it was so bad. So it was a mixture of ashtray and for like. Heavy for breeze. Yes, yes. <laughs> like old baby clothes. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. And I mean, now that I, I just think back and I, oh, I don't know how we. I don't know how we were there. Yeah, like, And then, and the, uh, the other thing that I think it's. Today, I don't know that anyone would probably be okay with this, but mm-hmm. I mean, we, that store, being next to Pool Hall, I mean, people were obviously drinking. It mm-hmm. really attracted lots of different clientele, and we were just a bunch of girls working in this resale shop, right. young girls, mm-hmm. and sometimes we would close, you know, we close around five or six, and... Things are just getting bumping at the pool oh, hall. Yeah, and it was, I mean, on the weekends, we were closed Sundays, but we, you know, it was Monday through Saturday, and I'm not even kidding you, like, we used to have so much cash, like, so much cash, and really, it really freaks me out today to think about some of the things we saw outside of that pool hall happening as far as, like, fights and yeah. drinking, I mean, just so much stuff happening outside of there that nobody like wandered in there and did anything you know yeah, so like, thank god that, that whole business was They're just like I, bizarre looking yes, back at us. so bizarre and i'm thinking who like who's right that's so no funny cameras, the location nothing yes yeah, so it really that really kind of baffles me today so. yeah that's amazing i yeah. love that story that's yeah, beautiful so. i haven't had Oh, location experience like that, I don't think. I've worked in pretty nice places, I guess, mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, Forever 21 was pretty pretty dingy. I remember, like, them talking about, like, serious robberies that had happened <laughs> oh there. Oh, my gosh. At yeah. freaking Forever 21. Like, dude, this isn't even a nice store. Like, the mm-hmm. shirts are, like, four bucks, you know, like, for a tank. <laughs> and they were talking about, like, one time on, uh, what is it called? Black Friday. Someone just, like, started stealing all their, like, 
that don't, I think their tank tops are like a dollar and eighty cents. Yes. And on like you know Black Friday, like you know a buck or something. So I'm just stealing all these tank tops. I'm like, why are you doing that? Oh my god. But that's I mean that's nothing compared to the oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. fights erupting uh, next to you. Yes, and I mean to know that we actually had so much business. <laughs> like it was it really, booming. It was yeah, popping. it really was, but. Like the cigarette smell, the it did not like, steer the no, Texan women away. They wanted didn't. their baby it items. It did not. So I mean, I know we had a really good, successful company. Good but, for them. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I was it's rough. Yeah, it was really rough. So I mean, definitely like we'll toughen you up to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be. I felt like I. I remember being on my toes a little bit, like, you know, on edge, like, oh, yeah. what's going on over there? Because you could hear, I mean, the walls were, yeah. like, they broke it down. I'd see someone, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, They're throwing the balls yeah, into your... so we could definitely hear what was, I mean, the music, everything. It's it was so huge wild. pool, so... Yeah. So oh, that's my kind gosh. Of one, of, one of the big ones I remember. That's really funny. I love <laughs> yeah. that story. Well, thank you for coming on the pod. I appreciate I loved you having, having you. me. Yeah, I love having you here. A huge honor. It's something I've never done on I my, know. in my life. So I'm going to check this off my Yeah, off your list. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell everyone where they can follow you on Instagram, website, stuff like that. So my Instagram is emelton underscore realtor. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to follow me. Yeah, she posts good content. Y'all will always check me um, commenting on her stuff. Yes, <laughs> appreciate the support. And my uh, web address is emeltonhomes.com. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on Facebook as well, Elizabeth Melton Homes. Yeah. And my email, can you email me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they want advice, like, where can we email? Yeah. <laughs> Emailsonhomes at gmail.com. Perfect. Yes, and you can also find me in uh, the Southern California and San Diego County helping my friends, their family, and yeah. actually people I don't even know buy, real, <laughs> buy and sell real estate. So give me a call or mm-hmm. uh, DM me on Instagram. Yeah, there's a DM. Don't be yeah. calling my mom late, in the late evening hours. <laughs> yes. If you know anybody looking to buy or sell, I definitely would be more than happy yeah. to help. Or actually, if you have any questions, please yeah. feel free to let me know, mm-hmm. message me. I'll definitely help you. And if I can point you in the right direction, I have contacts all over yeah. California and the US. yes, across the U.S. We can definitely help you with some relocation services. Mm-hmm. So, so awesome. Beautiful. But thank you. I'm so grateful. Aww, I'm so proud of you. This is a wonderful pod. thing you're doing and it's such an honor to be here. So thank, thank you. you. If you enjoyed this episode of the Business and Boots podcast, please don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Business and Boots Podcast and also subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Download and like this episode, everything like that. Your support means a lot to me. Thank you so much.